Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. This is uh, Guest Thursday, and uh, we have some very special guests that have actually been on the podcast before, uh, Donna Michelle Light out of Bradenton, Florida, uh, which is an area that I love because uh, uh, every spring, if I can, I get to go to the uh, spring training games. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> go to baseball games. And, uh, <laughs> that, that's always fun. So welcome, uh, uh, Don and uh, Rochelle. And uh, why don't you, if you would... Uh, Again, just talk about, uh, you know, how long you've been married, tell us about your family uh, and your kids and grandkids, and then uh, what uh, each of you are uh, primarily up to in your work, and then we'll, we'll talk about abiding and uh, your uh, walk with God. So, Rochelle, why don't you go ahead and start and, you know, just kind of tell us a little bit about you guys again. Well, good morning, Mitch and Kathy. We're so excited to be here with you. Uh, it's a busy season at the lighthouse. We have, uh, we do have six children for, let's say two, two girls, four boys. I'm trying to think how many we still have in the house. Two boys, <laughs> one girl in the house. Uh, our, our number three child moved out some months ago. So he visits and um, it's hard to remember that he's actually gone. Kind of makes me sad. Uh, so Two girls, four boys, and one brand new little baby granddaughter, uh, Annalise May. She was born on November 23rd, which was oh, Thanksgiving. How congratulations. She was born on Thanksgiving. That's cool. How, how, is she she do- how is she doing? Oh, she's perfect. She's sleeping seven <laughs> hours. Oh, man. Has been sleeping four to six hours since she was born. She's amazing. Wow. So you're, uh, is this from your uh, one of your girls? This is my son, so, our, our eldest son, Alec. He's 25, and Ashlyn is 23, and they've been married three years. Uh, they, and do they live nearby? 15 minutes. I'm oh, going perfect. today. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> do they do they recognize how, how blessed they are to have a baby that started sleeping that long from birth and now seven hours? <laughs> So they do, but I will say that they worked on it and they helped her along and she did. She's just been doing great, falling right into mm-hmm. a routine. She's doing great. Yeah, so you, it's very, be, very that, proud of that, them. That's going to be fun, funner, uh, more for you guys. Um, and then um, tell us each, each what you're primarily at your, you know, what we call work. And remember our work, our definition of work is occupation. Uh, what do you spend your days doing? So I know Rochelle, you you work on the debate team. I don't think they don't pay you to do that, right? No, it's a, it's a volunteer position. Yeah, I am uh, the regional director for the National Christian Forensics Communication Association, also known as the NCFCA. That's easier to say. Uh, we are we're all the way from Hawaii to New York to Florida to Washington State, everywhere in between. And uh, I cover Region 8, which is Florida, Georgia, South Carolina. We put on three qualifiers a year, plus um, national opens and regional championships and uh, 
national championships and I wow. organize most of those this year in particular three our three region qualifiers uh, I am in charge of coordinating and from start to finish running and everything yeah. so that we sounds like a full-time one. job <laughs> it is it is uh, we had our first one in South Carolina last week I'll be in Augusta Georgia next week I'll be in North Carolina two weeks after that Wow. What uh, now? What age are the kids that do this? They are twelve to eighteen. So um, we call it a high school league, but uh, middle school students also compete. Okay. And then, um, uh, what do they exactly? When you say compete, what do they exactly do? So we have two types of debate. Well, actually, we have three. In a regular qualifier, we have team policy debate, which is two uh, two students on a team against two students on a team. We have a resolution that is given to us by our national leadership on an annual basis. So they, they are um, studying and working on one resolution a year. And then they come together. That's given in June at the national championship. And then uh, we de they debate it all season long, beginning in January. And most we have a lot of clubs involved, and they begin in August prepping for the cases. And then we have Lincoln Douglas, which is a, a, so team policy is a policy debate based on something either national or international. Then Lincoln Douglas is a value debate. It's one against one. Uh, they also get their resolution, same. It's a different resolution, but based on values. And then we have moot court, which is a lot like appearing before the Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are, those, those debates are done at different times. So those are not actually um, qualifier events, but they are national events. Yeah. And then we have 10 speech events that students can choose up to five events at each qualifier, uh, one of which is apologetics. So um, mm. our Christian parents, and it is a Christian league, so we love to see our kids doing apologetics. But we have interpretations, we have platforms, and we have limited prep. So Donnie, is this is this where uh, Rochelle learned so well to debate you? <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. So, you have to worry more about your kids than uh, each other. Yeah, yeah You know, right. I do have to say though, Rich, it's it's a really beautiful thing that the kids learn analytical skills. They learn speaking skills, but when you debate, we're teaching them you need to listen to the other side, ah. and that's mm -hmm. more important than your response. Which, as you know we're usually thinking of our responses before and we're not listening. So hopefully mm -hmm. this is teaching them how to listen as well. Yep. Uh, and Donnie, uh, tell us about uh, what you do with uh, leading your uh, practice there in Florida. Yeah. So I'll just echo a little bit with what Rochelle was saying. It is, it's kind of a new season being a grandfather. And so for those of us who are fortunate, blessed enough to experience that, you know, everyone says how great it is, but you don't really understand that until you <laughs> experience it, right? So I'm kind of uh, been meditating on that and thinking about what, what does it look like to be a world-class grandfather? So I know I'm brand new, but I want to really focus on that. My dad has really demonstrated that. I mean, he's mm. fully invested in our children. I mean, our children love their papa. It's not that they don't love their grandpa, but there's just a different relationship there. So so anyway, I'm excited about this new season and what that looks like and carving out time for that and uh, really just all the inner circle relationships. It's kind of like in business, you don't want to waste time on things that aren't profitable. Same mm -hmm. thing in our personal life. We don't want to be wasting time on things that aren't fruitful. So I just want to focus more time on family uh, inner circle relationships. So 
but to answer your question, Rich, yeah, I, I lead um, Southwest Florida C12 groups. We have, have three other associate full-time chairmen working with me. We have about 13 roundtable groups of CEOs that we work with on, on a monthly basis, so very busy. Uh, God has given me uh, a grander vision recently. Um, I read a book called uh, 10X is Easier Than 2X, and it's a uh, it's really given me a grander vision. So basically, we serve about 100 companies in Southwest Florida right now, and we see all kinds of transformation in these um, CEOs' lives. But what would it look like if we had 1,000 companies in Southwest Florida? I really mm. think that would make a significant impact in communities, um, lives being changed, marriages being restored, relationships, all of that, all the corporate chaplaincy that goes on in the company. So that's the big vision. But in order to be a 10X type thinker, you got to do things differently. Most of us are in a 2X mentality, which is just maintaining what we have. Uh, if we can grow a little bit each year, that's great. But 10X requires you to think differently. So I'm actually uh, changing. I've, I've drawn back a little bit. I'm going from five groups down to three groups so that I can focus on growing the territory. And so I'm just embarked on that the first of this year. And so creating more, hopefully more margin time for myself now and to work on really the grander vision that God has given me. Yeah, yeah. And that, and just like our ministry, that uh, you have to think multiplication, not addition. Uh, right. So that's going to be an interesting uh, thing for you to walk through. Uh, well, we, we uh, love having you guys. And I know you guys are excited about uh, your next uh, steps and what you're involved in. But uh, as you do that, uh, we know that your heart is to uh, walk with God and follow God and hear his voice. And uh, so maybe talk a little bit about uh, that, each of you, maybe in terms of where are you right now in terms of abiding and, and walking with God and hearing God's voice and what, what kind of things is, is God doing in your life to help you walk you know, with him? Rochelle, we can start with you. Oh, you're, uh, you're silent again, so... Am I silent again? There we go. Oh, gotcha. There, okay. There we go. Thank you. Great. For a minute, I got a little concerned because I was doing the same thing. <laughs> thank, I was saying thank you for the opportunity to share what the Lord is is doing. Uh, about six I am not an early riser like you, Rich, <laughs> at all, or Donnie, even. I don't know what Kathy does, but early <laughs> is not my thing. And uh, I am just really busy with NCFCA. My plate has been overflowing this season uh more so than it has i took i did take on a lot more i did want to throw this in though uh, i was looking to see i'm supposed to know the mission statement so um but then i get stage fright and forget so i just want you to know ncfca's mission is to challenge and equip ambassadors for christ to communicate truth with integrity and grace hmm. and so that is something i endeavor to do in my own life uh, I fail often with the grace side of it. I'm really good on integrity and I'm really good on communicating truth, but it might not be as gracious as it mm. could be. So the Lord's working on me with that. But about six months ago, I, I asked the Lord, uh, will you wake me up so that I want to get up and spend you know that time with you? It's not that I'm not spending time with the Lord. I am. But I that early morning thing has mm -hmm. been hard for me. And Donnie and I have been married 31 years. And for a good 31 years, he's up early. And I think, oh, that's so nice for you. So I asked <laughs> the Lord, 
could you help me with that? And about six months ago, he started waking me up at like six o'clock, sometimes mm -hmm. even 530. And I would just wake up like I'm awake. It's not, oh, I don't want to get up, <laughs> get out of bed. It was, oh, hey, I'm ready to go. Like I already had coffee even. So uh, the Lord has been gracious to me. And uh, I've been going through a particular style of going through the Bible, um, professor or somebody or another. I think I read, well, I'm supposed to read like 12 uh, different books of the Bible at a time. I usually do about six and then spend um, you know, time in prayer asking the Lord for my day and um, for my week and for the season. And he has just been showing up for me like, like none other. And um, just a little bitty, tiny, um, I'm, I'm learning to, you know how the Lord says he inclines his ear to us. That means he's leaning in to hear us. I want to incline my ear upwards to hear him. And last week I had a pretty difficult uh, tournament that I was running and we were running late. I hate to be late. I like to be out. I want to honor the facility's time. And we were going to be late. And mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to change one of our events, the last event of the night, to the next day because we had an open space. And I was very, uh, I lacked a lot of peace on what to do. And I remember just saying, you know, Lord, you know this qualifier. This is yours. How do you want me to proceed? Do you want me to continue through the night and be late? And <laughs> maybe have all of the families, you know, mutiny or something happen. <laughs> You're making us debate at 10 o'clock at night because that's how late it was. It was late. Mm. Or do I move it to the next day? And moving to the next day sounded really good to a lot of people. And I just took a moment to go into to the office, which was the bathroom, because I don't really have an office just to be by myself. And I prayed for a minute. I said, Lord, would you please just speak to me? And of course he did, because he's the father. He's a good, good father. If we ask him for bread, he doesn't give us a stone. And I got this sense of peace. And not only with that peace, I had a, a resolute mind. And mm. I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt, we were to continue into the evening. I, it just, there was like, you couldn't have talked me out of it. The, my best friend would have said, you were making a mistake. And I would have said, I don't care. This is what God said to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we did it. And the next day, as it turns out, was going late but if we had um and most people got out like left the building at 10 o'clock if i had moved it it would have been worse than what the first day was and the mm. lord knew and provided so i'm just in a season of inclining inclining up so that i can hear what the lord is saying yeah that's beautiful um what a great example of uh you got an issue <laughs> mm -hmm. that's right you know and it's like right now i got an issue and you know and that's what hearing god's voice is all about is well, go go ask them. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. And the neat thing is, like you said, and I love what you said, is that if you, you know, he says, if you ask me, um, I'm not going to bait and switch you or not answer you. Mm -hmm. And you trusted that and you kind of needed an answer right now, you know, and, and you got it. And it's kind of cool how, how it worked out and that you were at peace about it. Um, and, and, and one thing you did say that was kind of interesting and um, you were resolute now that you heard the answer. And it really didn't matter what other people said. Uh, talk about that a little bit, because that's an issue that everybody has, is that, well, I think God says, but these other people don't want to, and maybe I should please them, and isn't that a holy thing to do? Uh, but I think you've learned something about that. Share, share a little bit about why that's so important once you heard it, is to be resolute about that. Well, because if I 
And once he told me, and I knew that he told me, I would have been in disobedience. Okay. I do not want to be in disobedience with the Lord if I if I'm if I'm if I'm unaware of being in disobedience. That's one thing. But if I willfully disobey what I asked him, you know, James says to ask and with faith believe that he will tell mm-hmm. you or that he will do for you. Um, but don't don't be like the wind, you know, shifting in the wind. Uh, once I knew what he said. I knew that it didn't matter what anyone else said because he was going to do it yeah. and I could have faith and trust him in yeah. that. Yeah. It was really, uh, I have, I've heard the Lord before, but this was mm-hmm. phenomenal. I mean, I, there was just no changing my heart at all. We yeah. were going to do this. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and we encourage everybody to, as you hear, you know, God's will is what we call best and none better. So he says, if I was you, I'd follow me. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool. That's neat. Uh, well, Donnie, any any uh, thing you'd like to share about how you've been processing or walking with God and what God's been up to with you? Yeah, I just got to say, you know, isn't she great? I mean, yes. I've always said that <laughs> over my head, and if she ever leaves me, I'm going with her. So, <laughs> um, so for me, I would say, you know, God tends to have me camp out on things for a while. You know, maybe I'm just slower than the average guy, but just need to meditate and ruminate and chew on things for a while. And I think earlier last year, I think it was in June, God showed me uh, that delayed obedience and partial obedience is still disobedience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's not happy with that. So he wanted me to go back and, you know, I've, I've always journaled, but Rich, once God blessed me with you in my life, it just helped me kind of refine my journaling a little bit. And so God said, I need you to go back and take a spiritual inventory of everything I've told you to do that you've either overlooked or you've just put on pause or I don't know, maybe you're using your own human intellect to rationale why you shouldn't do that. So I just happened to go back to the front of the journal that I was in, and it just so happened to be one year earlier. And so I went back to June of 2022 and just started making a list, highlighted things that, you know, directives from the Lord. And so that was very profound. There's a lot of things at the right time. It takes you a time to go through all of that, right? To go mm-hmm. through a year's worth of journaling. You just don't do that one sitting. And so, but it was just amazing how reviewing my journal over the next several months after that, uh, things were just the perfect timing for the things I was going through at that time. Mm-hmm. And so that was pretty cool. Um, so that's um, just trying to be very obedient. And now just recently, Rich, as you know, we've um, embarked in this new study, the battle of the spirit versus the flesh. That, <laughs> that's been perfect timing as I'm contemplating uh, this, like, yeah, we know that, right? We know we have this flesh and spirit. We're supposed to be led by the spirit. But probably the biggest aha for me here just in the last couple of weeks is just this whole idea of, of uh, like you were, you were teaching us the, uh, the uh, historical context of it with Jacob and Esau. And, mm. you know, we know the story of Jacob and Esau. I don't have to repeat it, but like Esau despised his birthright, yeah. which is part of the covenant. I'll bless you to be a blessing because he didn't value it. He wanted to pursue his own thing or thought he knew better than God, right? And I think it was in the scripture in Malachi that we looked at where it said of Jacob and Esau that God had like hatred towards Esau. And I just like, wait a minute, time out. How can a loving God 
mm-hmm. have the perspective of hatred towards someone that doesn't seem to square up with our paradigm of loving God, but it's because God can't violate his written word. And when Esau, for example, chose to operate in the flesh, for one, you put to death the spirit and the flow of the covenant to you. And number two, you're in enmity with God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've thought about that, but then when you pair that with hatred, it's like, if you're an enemy with God, generally when you have enemies, there's hatred, right? And so it's it's like God can't violate his written truth. He, he loves us. But if we choose to operate in the flesh, we put ourselves in this adversarial position with God who has no other option to kind of have that perspective of hatred. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, I don't want to be in that. Uh, that's a bad place to be. <laughs> that has really kind of hyper-focused my thought of, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't even take a step down the path of walking in the flesh because that's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. And so, and as I think about that, I can just kind of see over years of, you know, the more you walk in the spirit, the less adversity you have in your life. I mean, we're all going to have general adversity, right? But, and there's spiritual attack, adversity, we're going to deal with that. But I think you can have less, a whole lot less self-induced adversity if we learn to walk spirit. And so, and you can see that in your own life and you can see it in other people's lives. It becomes kind of more clear. So, you know, I've just been focusing on that. And then just really kind of another thing I've been chewing on is that God's word is consistent, it's um, reliable, and it's predictable. Uh, I love that it's predictable. It's very profound. Like, I can't predict a lot of things with great certainty, but I can predict with absolute certainty what God's Word says. And so, you know, I just really want to be really tuned in to what the Spirit's saying, what the Word of God says, and lining all that up together. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what I'm focusing on lately. Yeah, that's beautiful. And then, um, you know, uh, both of you have said, and then uh, maybe Donnie, because uh, I know Rochelle's got to uh, leave and won't be joining us for part two, but um, you both said uh, this interesting statement about um, obedience and the importance of obedience. Uh, and you said, Don, you know, not being partial obedience or kind of obedience or uh, I'll take a little bit of it, but I'll go do the rest of it myself, that um, God's will is, by definition, first, he's got to be clear to you. You know, like with, mm-hmm. with Rochelle, with your story, well, in order for you to be obedient, <laughs> you had to know what he had to say. <laughs> um, and it couldn't be fuzzy. And by the way, I got an issue right now. I kind of need to know. Um, mm-hmm. And and the cool thing, and this is I really uh, admire what you did and how you did it. You could have just decided, I guess I'll just cancel it, or I'll guess I'll just postpone it. Everybody wants to, and it's late, and you could have talked yourself into it really easily. But being a follower of God, you said, I think I'll go ask him, um, which you did, and then you received. I'm not a judge. Yeah, and then you received an answer uh, that was clear to you. He he spoke to you. I got it. Okay, got it. And then you said, I was resolute then. I'm just going to follow that. 
despite what anybody else might say, because you know God knows better than it, all of us. Um, right. And you were obedient, you know, completely obedient. And so, Donna, and you made the same statement about uh, partial obedience, maybe obedience. So we'll talk more about that, Donna, in the next session, uh, what you've learned about that. And um, and thank you for sharing. We'll, we'd love to have you both back on again uh, to uh, as you walk down the path and typically what, what God is showing both of you. So uh, we just... Uh, are praising God for you. Uh, we want to bless you, Father. We pray for uh, Donna Rochelle. And what great uh, examples of just hearts to follow and then be able to follow because you do speak to them. And then there's resoluteness to the obedience to that because it's going to work out, which it did. And so we just pray for blessing upon both of them. We pray for, uh, as Rochelle now goes through the season of uh, leading these debate uh, all around the country, that uh, you just give her favor, you give her wisdom, give her margin. Uh, I thank you for waking her up uh, and giving her the ability to walk with you and and uh, follow what you have to say, and the same thing for Don. And so we praise you and thank you now in Christ's name. Uh, we bless them. Uh, you guys, thank you. Uh, have a great uh, day again, Rochelle. Don, uh, we'll come back to you in uh, session two to keep a little bit going, and, uh, and Kathy, we'll look forward to uh, having them share more. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. If this brought questions up for anyone, send them in to us at questions at abideministries.com and we look forward to hearing from you. Take care. Yep. All right. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.